Welcome to Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs, the podcast for busy and high-performing entrepreneurs and leaders who are looking to create more energy and optimize their health while upgrading their brain and personal performance with precision. I am your host, Julian Hayes II. I've been involved with health and performance for over a decade. This podcast was created for the high performer who is unapologetically ambitious, the one who moves at a fast pace and operates with an edge, the one who wants to become superhuman. Nothing here is fluff, gimmicky, or feel good. I have little to no interest in simply helping you improve your life. I want to help transform it. By listening to this podcast, expect to have a body that feels just as good as it looks. Expect to possess a swagger and style that gives off an infectious vibe. Expect to command a stage or any boardroom you walk into with your executive presence. And lastly, expect to become your most enhanced self so you can live a limitless life. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. It is your host, Julian Hayes II, back at it again with two fascinating humans. This is only the second time that I'm interviewing two people at the same time. So, you know, this is going to be a special occasion. And if you're like me, you absolutely love cereals and various fruit spreads and pretty much anything associated with breakfast. Breakfast can be king. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not here to debate that. But I love breakfast. But cereals, as we know, are not the most healthiest things. So my guests today did me a big favor and they created some cereals that are healthy, full of superfoods, and they're so good that it took that I ate it in two settings. I am here with Lisa and Ishmael Petrozzi, founders of Llama Land Organics. A little bit about each of them. Ishmael is an entrepreneur, a businessman who has a vast experience in the consumer goods industry. Lisa is a holistic health coach, and I was also reading a former professional ballet dancer. So that's a first on here. And so the mission of Llama Land Organics is to introduce nutritious and delicious superfoods from the Peruvian Amazon and Indies and to help make families healthier. So without further ado, Lisa and Ishmael, how's it going? It's great. great. Thanks for having us, Julian. We're really excited to, to talk to you today and share a little bit about Llama Land Organics. And um, we're super excited. Awesome to hear. Awesome to hear. So let's let's be gentlemen. We'll do ladies first. So let's get Lisa's origin story. So how did you get up to where you are right now? So from a ballet dancer to co-founder of a company now. Yeah. So um, I was a professional ballet dancer for over 13 years. And obviously, um, as part of my daily life, you know, self-care and also um, learning how to take care of my instrument, my body was something that was really important and nutrition, you know, goes along with that in a very special way. And fast forward into motherhood, um, I even become that much more excited to learn about nutrition and how it affects your body. Um, when I was thinking about helping to provide, you know, good food for our, our growing boys and ourselves as a family. And I kind of took it a step further with um, becoming a holistic health coach um, and getting a chance to learn, obviously, the whole aspect of nutrition and food, but also to learn about the importance of how, you know, it's all intertwined, your spirituality, your um, relationships, uh, you know, what we call primary foods, where you really need to work on um, a little bit of everything when you're looking at a holistic perspective of your health. And so getting a chance to learn a little bit about that. And, um, I actually teach a form of exercise called gyrotonic, which, uh, combines beautifully the whole idea of, um, holistic, uh, perspective of, of exercise. So you're working on your mental breathing, um, learning the idea of flexibility and, um, and strength and combining those two, um, in a beautiful balanced way. And so with all of that background, I got a chance to, you know, obviously with my husband, he was really interested in, um, with his background, uh, sharing his roots from Peru and getting a chance to introduce some of these incredible superfoods that he grew up eating 
to families here in the U.S. And so when we had a chance to kind of talk about some of the ideas he's always wanted to do, you know, kind of go out on his own. And when he asked me to be his business partner, it just kind of seemed seamless because I thought, well, I'm kind of an entrepreneur already. And I love the idea. And this is, you know, getting healthy choices out there for families and, uh, and getting to put kind of our passions together. And we make an awesome team in our marriage. And so I thought, why not business partners? We can do this. Um, and it's just been a really organic, and it's kind of cheesy to say that, but it's been very organic the way everything has kind of come um, into creating the product, uh, getting the word out. And, uh, and yeah, it's just been, it's been a fun journey. Okay. And so what about your, what about your journey? How'd you yeah. get it to this point? Sure. So, uh, you know, my story, as Lisa mentioned, started in, in Peru. I was, I uh, was born there, grew up there. And then um, when I was in my early twenties, I had an opportunity to move to Houston to work in um, actually uh, oil and gas. That's a lot of people do that in, in Houston. And, um, you know, I was working there and that's where I got to meet Lisa when she was a dancer, uh, which is a whole other story <laughs> that, uh, that uh, how we, we ended up, um, you know, connecting. Um, but basically, uh, you know, I, I really, being in the energy industry, I, I knew that was not really my passion. Uh, it was kind of where uh, life and career had led me. So I uh, decided to uh, get an MBA here in, in Houston and as I was going through that experience, uh, I, I've been working with some professors and some peers. I uh, found that maybe my calling was more on the consumer goods side. And I ended up working for a, a large uh, consumer packaged goods company. I will not say the name, but uh, I spent many, many years uh, working for that company. And, and, and through that experience, um, it kind of allowed me to kind of step back a second and think about my roots. Um, you know, growing up in a, a country like Peru that's so rich in its biodiversity and the, the different uh, foods that I ate growing up and, and how really there's, um, you know, what we see and still today very much of, um, of a, 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 I call it a health epidemic. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about the foods we eat, you know, and, and fast food. And there's a lot of, of knowledge now and how there's a lot of those foods that are not the best for us. And, uh, and so that's where it kind of sparked my interest in saying, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to bring those ingredients here. Uh, I knew that uh, the power of convenience and, and packaged goods in introducing those, uh, some of these ingredients we'll get to talk to about here in a second, uh, how to make them more um, easily to, uh, to understand and incorporate in, into people's diets. And, uh, and so that kind of led to the creation of, of Llama Land and, of course, the partnership with with uh, Lisa, my wife, and her great background experience, it was just a, a perfect match. Yeah, and you know, before I even move on to this, I, I have to say, um, just hearing from married people, I'm not married myself, so I don't know this, but sometimes I hear through the grapevine that marriage is one thing, but being in business with your partner is a whole nother story. So, um, how how was that working together? How did how did that go? You know, it's been, I mean, I always feel like in a marriage, it's teamwork, right? I mean, whether it's helping to nurture your children, kind of getting a chance to um, to work together as a team. And I feel like um, some of the same things that work in a marriage, such as really good communication, being able to tell the other person how you really feel in a safe space without feeling like they're going to judge you, um, you know, being each other's cheerleaders. Um that sort of stuff that really works well in a marriage, it does work well in a business environment. And it's it's kind of sad to me because there are a lot of business environments that kind of put aside your personal life and put aside the idea that you're a person. And it's all about, you know, the work, work, work. But the reality is we are human beings. We like to relate to other people. And if you have a good relationship, whether it's business-wise or in a marriage, it's just, it's very... It, it just works. And I don't, I don't even, I don't even know if I can put words into, of course we have our challenges, just like, you know, any relationships. I mean, we talk about this with our two young boys, they're only two years apart and we, they have such an incredible friendship and, and relationship. And we constantly encourage them, you know, this is your only brother. You've got to, you know, work relationships take work. 
And so I feel like even whether it's business or marriage, you have to continue to grow that relationship, nurture it. Um, and you know, and it's there for you when you need it, you know, and, and which is really important. Yeah. And what I would add to that is, you know, it's interesting having spent years in like the corporate world and environment, there's a lot said about building that trust, right? That's so important, the speed of trust. And, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to manage teams. And, and that was the first thing I remember talking to the teams is, you know, it's going to take a, a, a time for us to, to kind of get to know each other. We have different personalities, different things we bring to the table. But once we get the trust in place, you know, things are going to move forward. When you start business with your spouse, uh, that's an ingredient that's already there. You know, so it allows you to move a lot quicker, which is something you need to do in an entrepreneurial environment. So I feel that's been very important. Yeah. And for me, like getting a chance to see Ismael, because he was always, we were always very much talking about our days and what happened and what was going on in his world versus my world, which is very different, but similar things. I mean, the dance studio and working with people, you're working very closely with people. But I think in the corporate world too, I mean, there's those challenges, but I always saw him rise above those challenges. And I just thought so highly of him as a manager when I, I mean, I, he still has people that he worked with that reach out to him to see how he's doing or to ask for him for advice because he was there. He was always present. And I feel like, you know, I got to see him from those perspectives as a business person, um, and obviously, I know how he is as a husband and, and a father. Um, and of course, we continue to learn about that <laughs> because this has been a whole new thing for sure. I bet. Uh, and we have, but like I said, when you talk to, when we figure things out, we get a chance to talk to each other and we have that um, common, um, common thread of, you know, trying to keep our morals high and um, be kind and respectful um, but also push each other and challenge each other too. Yeah, that's great to hear. That's very, it's uh, very encouraging to hear. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so as we move on here and start talking about Llama Land a little bit, um, let's talk about just the country of Peru. And I was talking to you guys beforehand how when I you guys first came on my radar and then I read a little more on Peru, I was really shocked to hear that it had it's the land of superfoods, literally. Never would have expected that. <laughs> so I, I guess, I guess, like, um, tell us a few facts about Peru that we might not be familiar with in that regard. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I love talking about this because it is a very uh, little known fact. Um, you know, per, there's actually five places in the planet um, that they, they basically um, combine all those ingredients, for lack of better words, conditions, to uh, make them the most biodiverse uh, places on earth. And biodiverse meaning, you know, plants and animals, and, and Peru is one of those places. And when you think about the Peruvian, for those that maybe don't know, uh, Peruvian geography is very unique because it does have uh, the great Amazon jungle, you know, one of the greenest places on the planet, uh, the lung of, of the planet, uh, some call it, with so many trees. And um, and then you also have the uh, incredible uh, Andes mountain region, which is, you know, only uh, rivaled by the Himalayas. And then you have the Pacific coastline uh, that is, you know, many, many uh, thousands of miles of, of coastline. So you, you combine those very uh, diverse uh, ge geographies um, and, and that combined with just the, the weather down there uh, and the soil, uh, and it, it's been one of those places that for for generations, right? I mean, Peru is also one of those places in the, in the planet that has a great ancient civilization yeah. of the Incas. So, you know, we've heard of the Aztecs and the Mayas in Central America and Mexico, but uh, Peru has a long history, and, and not just Peru. I mean, back in the in the day, it was other countries that were part of that uh, uh, Inca Empire. But even from thousands of years ago, the the Incas knew better, right? And they knew that that part of the world had everything they needed to flourish. And and so it's not just about the ingredients that are coming out of Peru, but it's how they've been harvested over all of those years and, and, and really, you know, maximizing their, that nutritional value. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we know in this country, probably quinoa 
is the one ingredient that's most um, known, right? I may, I don't know if people know that it originally comes from Peru, but quinoa is one of them, but there's so many others, right? Yeah. So many others. Um, another little known, uh, little known fact, um, there are two centers um, that are uh, basically funded by world organizations to understanding the potato, right? And Peru has one of those centers and there are over 3,000 varieties of potatoes that grow in Peru, you know, which is just crazy to think. Uh, but that's just one of those, uh, again, little known facts. I could speak for hours. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000 potatoes. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I need to branch out because I typically only just eat sweet potatoes. Right. Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot. I <laughs> yeah. mean, unfortunately, yeah. in the grocery stores, you can't find those 3000 types of potatoes. <laughs> yes. But uh, right. but there are, are becoming a, I mean, I at the grocery store, I find at least five different types yeah. of sweet potatoes. Right. And a lot of them, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously are from different countries. But um, right. but yeah, I mean, Peru is yeah. it's a really special place. I mean, for many reasons, yes. but but the food that's coming from there is delicious and the ingredients. And it's exciting to introduce that to people in a fun way that they can relate to through cereals, our Llama Land organic cereals. Um, and it's fun too, because we have the box is just beautiful. And we have a lot of great information about the superfoods on the back, which I don't know about you, but I grew up eating cereal and I always remember reading, you know, the cereal boxes and it's a great educational piece for children and adults alike to understand a little bit more about those superfoods that maybe they're not so familiar with. Very much. Uh, I was going to comment on that and say that was a um, great idea when you're, when you're introducing something that's so foreign to people mm -hmm. to give them just enough education to know why this is important, what's it good for, but not to overwhelm them. And so speaking on that, let's, let's dive into your two mainstays right now. First of all, how'd you decide on the spreads and cereals? It's a good question. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, so again, it, it, the the thought was um, we 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 wanted to introduce these new ingredients in a way uh, people would understand them, and everybody can understand breakfast. You know, as you opened up, uh, you talked about how you're a big fan of breakfast, and you know, I mean. Many people have different opinions of what's the most important meal of the day, but certainly breakfast is one that uh, you know is, is up there. And so it it seemed that it would make sense um, that 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 was uh, an occasion uh, that would uh, lead to us uh, to introduce these ingredients. And we were working at the time as we were looking uh, how to do this. Um, we came across a, a partner, a business partner in in Peru that was already working on not just because Peru is already exporting a lot of these amazing ingredients uh, in bulk all over the world. Um, but this was this one company was already experimenting into turning it into these finished products. And um, they were um, looking at some cereals that had you know, early on in their, in their um, kind of innovation process and also some spreads. And so we came in at the right time to collaborate with them and basically formulate them over many, many months yeah. of, of trial. A lot of going back and forth. <laughs> and what are the right ingredients? And, you know, because it seems very simple when you're talking about a cereal or a spread, but there's really a lot that goes in there. Yes. Um, and, and, and that's where, you know, we kind of landed there. Now, we have uh, other um, uh, ideas in the pipeline uh, that uh, we'll be sharing with everyone soon, but uh, those were the further in the maturation process. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we were excited uh, to get started with those. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, one of our big factors was in, in creating it and looking at it was very much about taste because yeah. a lot of people are thinking, oh, I don't want to eat healthy because it doesn't taste good. But yes, healthy food can taste good, too. Okay. And it's important <laughs> to have that, you know, combination. Um, and, uh, and our fruit spreads are extremely popular and they're just like flying off the shelves as are the cereals, but the fruit spreads, I mean, you forget how versatile those things are and people are using them all over their charcuterie boards for breakfast items. I mean, you can, I've made our golden berry, uh, spread with, um, with a pork tenderloin and some Dijon mustard, or I've added it to, you know, tuna fish to make a tuna fish salad with Dijon mustard and our golden berry. So they're extremely versatile. And I, it's fun because people are getting to taste these incredible superfoods and superfoods, um, in a way that they can, you know, it's easy for them to, to enjoy. 
I'm glad you are giving them ideas because I'm very boring. I just, I just, <laughs> I, I just ate mine straight and just like a few scoops at a time. I just ate it and then kept on. Well, <laughs> if we're trying to do a lot more like on our social media, our Facebook, Instagram, Llama Land Organics, um, where you are, we are introducing, you know, some ideas of recipes and um, fun things because the spreads like the Kamu Kamu with a Machego cheese on a cracker or for gluten-free um, like a pear slice. I mean, there's just the, the possibilities are limitless when you're dealing with good taste. Yes. And so you can do different combinations and, um, and getting a chance for people to, I love the idea of a lot of my friends have been doing the charcuterie boards and people have been sending me pictures because it's a way of sharing right now that we're, you know, getting back into maybe having small gatherings and people want to share and getting a chance to make a beautiful spread. It looks pretty. It tastes amazing. You can buy, combine it with nuts, cheeses, fruits. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a really versatile and fun, fun um, item to have. So let's go through the ingredients real quick. And so let's start with, we, you just spoke on it, Kamu Kamu. And, and let's, I think one of the things that stood out to me was, I think it was the the most concentrated source of vitamin C. Is that correct? Yeah. So if you can imagine, it's like tiny and mm-hmm. it grows along the banks of the Amazon river, but it has 60 times, six zero times more vitamin C than an orange. So a lot of people don't eat it right like that. Cause the citrus is, it's a very powerful citrus flavor, but, um, but it is used in a lot of culinary um, experiences in Peru. And I say experiences cause it really is an experience. <laughs> uh, when you have that taste in your mouth, it just is like this pop of like, Oh wow. It takes you to another place. Um, and you're getting the incredible health benefits. So our Kamu Kamu spread has 140% of your daily recommended vitamin C in one serving. So it's a great I way to start the morning. Well, I, saw, I had a lot of vitamin C then on top of right. the other vitamin C. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's super fun. I mean, Kamu Kamu is a fun thing to say. Yeah. And we're seeing it show showing up in, in little places. Um, I've seen it in a kombucha. I've seen it, you know, in powder form in some of the bars that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the Kamu Kamu is going to be very, yeah. very, very well known soon because yes. it's that good. And yeah. people are starting to realize the health benefits from it. Um, and it's really, it's so delicious <laughs> and our spread is now, is, now is that, ju- is that just becoming popular now? Because is it, I guess, why is it now just taking off? Is it because it's hard to source and get, or is it just cause it's just not known cause it's not typically easily accessible in the States? Yeah, I would say it, it's part of this trend that we're seeing. I think, uh, the more consumers are willing to try new things and explore, that gives the retail outlets, uh, you know, encouragement, motivation to to try these new ingredients. Um, the internet, social media, you know, this type of experience we're having right here, it, it's allowing uh, folks to understand more about these superfoods. That it's not just a fun, you know, funny name or or a fad, but it's here to stay. It really has these, uh, you know, nutritional uh, values that we all need. And, um, and I think it, it really is, it's just a word of mouth and, 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 and following this trend, you know, like I said, just uh, 10 years ago, people didn't know about quinoa and now you can get a plate of quinoa in your local commuter flight, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's really <laughs> everywhere. And, uh, and I, we strongly believe that Kamu Kamu could be the next acai. You know, mm-hmm. we saw how acai you know, blew up a, a few years ago and, and Kamu Kamu has that potential. So uh, we're going to see that with, I, I, we believe, a lot of these other ingredients that we're probably going to get to talk about here uh, shortly. Yeah. And then overall, it's exciting for us because the idea of people getting a chance to branch out, especially when they are looking at, okay, with everything that has happened over the past year and a half, health, your health matters, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes down to things that you're, you want to defend yourself against COVID against whatever is out there. And so what you're putting in your body is going to make a difference. And some of these ingredients, all of these ingredients have those health benefits that people are looking for these days, especially when it comes to the antioxidants, the micronutrients, you know, people talk so much about protein and carbohydrates, but what about those micronutrients that are so extremely important to our diet that just are not talked about enough? Absolutely. Can I agree more with you on that? So the next one is lacuma. Mm-hmm. What is that? 
So it's called the gold of the Incas because it's just so deliciously sweet. And it's exciting because it has a low glycemic value, um, but it's a natural sweetener. So a lot of people, you know, use it in um, desserts in Peru. It's ice cream. I mean, Lucuma is really well known um, in that area. And actually, when we brought it here, people are so excited because it's very hard to find. You can see it in powder or you can find it in powder form, but in any sort of, you know, formulation and the, the, our lucuma is, I I think our boys favorites, right? When you say that our two boys on, we, instead of maple syrup, they put that lucuma on there. I make gluten-free pancakes and they'll, you know, Mm -hmm. spread that on. And they absolutely, they actually had some this morning and they loved it. They love it. Um, and it's, once again, fun to say it has a lot of health benefits. And I think it's one of those things that people are going to start really talking about. And I think we briefly mentioned this one earlier. So, uh, golden berries. actually been probably one of the most popular because I think people are familiar with it. They see it and they're like, Oh, I think I've heard of golden berry Mm -hmm. and berries have such a great connotation anyways. And they can probably pronounce it. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like, what's that? Camu, Camu, what What is that? Or Lukuma? Yeah. Yeah. I think the familiarity has, has led it to be one of the most popular, but I'm excited because I think with them trying it and goldenberry, it tastes so good mm-hmm. that they're willing to try the others too. Yeah. So it's kind of our lead way in for some people, but, um, but goldenberries have a lot of great antioxidants. And, and, and in fairness, uh, goldenberries, they're a subtropical fruit that is found in other parts of the world as, as well. Mm-hmm. Unlike like the lucumas and the kamukas are more predominantly uh, in that kind of Peruvian area, Amazon, you do find goldenberries in the South Pacific and, and so I think people are maybe have mm-hmm. seen it in other places too. So. Could you use some of these fruit spreads and could you throw it also into like a smoothie as well and blend it with everything oh, else? Yes. Yes, yes, most definitely. And mixed drinks too, by the way. Yeah, I think I had a friend. <laughs> oh, really? Who, I think I had a friend who was trying to make a, um, she was going to do, like a, a I need to reach out to her. Yeah, something. like a, um, but she was like, oh, that golden berry would be really good with vodka. And I was like, okay, but she's a mixologist. So okay. I'm like, I'll do that to you. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever thought about that, but hey, why not? And the next one is, people probably heard of this one. I actually have some in the closet with the powder that I put in my smoothie and that's maca. Yes. Yeah. Oh, maca yeah. is one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the the flavonoids alone and mm-hmm. mood enhancers and all that. It's just, it's great. And it's, it's a cruciferous vegetable. It's in the same um, uh, family as broccoli and kale. Yeah. See, I, that's when I saw that. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. So, but it's, it's really, I mean, maca, like you said, it has been a little bit more talked about here yes. and people are realizing, you know, it's a, a great health benefit um, in smoothie. A lot of people will do in smoothies. I've heard that it's actually better to put maca into baked goods rather than have it in uh, cold smoothies. Really? Yeah, I feel like it's hmm. better on the digestion. Maca in general mm-hmm. is good for the digestion, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's I've I I put it in our muffins and it's my little yeah. It just, <laughs> that's a that's a pro that's a pro tip there did not know yeah. that yeah yeah okay and the next one i guess we can kind of do them back to back since uh the purple corn and the andean white corn yes yeah so these are really cool and it's you know it's been interesting to us as we talk to more people we we talk to some dietitians to get some feedback and to kind of understand um you know where people are thinking and it's unfortunate that corn kind of has a bad reputation right now because of a lot of people have food sensitivities to corn. Unfortunately, that corn is the GMO corn that we're very familiar with here in the U S because it's, you know, 
it's, it, it, it isn't very nice on the digestion, but the purple corn in Indian white corn, um, first of all, Indian white corn is great because it has a little bit of a sweetness to it too. Um, but, uh, but you're looking at a lot of really great health, health benefits and it's almost, I feel like it's part of a lot of rituals in Absolutely. Peru as well. Like it's really thought very highly of, if you look at the purple corn, just the color alone, I mean, when you talk about, you know, teaching your kids how to eat all the different colors and, you know, how the rainbow makes, if you have a rainbow plate, it's going to be more healthy. Yes. The purple corn is just beautiful and it's so delicious. Yeah, and yeah they, these, uh, both of these corns, uh, like Lisa mentioned, they've been part of that Inca diet for thousands of years. They, um, they, they're used in many cases, um, they get fermented and, and they're made into a drink called chicha. Um, and, uh, you know, actually I've, I've started to see, uh, the uh, beverage version of certainly the purple corn in some places mm -hmm. here too. And, um, you know, I, again, it's just, uh, you know, the micronutrients and those mm -hmm. corns and, and it's like Lisa said, I mean, it's just unfortunate that, that corn has such a bad rap, uh, because of, of those GMOs, but certainly not these corns, the way they're grown, it's all very natural in their original place of origin and, and following practices that have been around for, for thousands of years. So, uh, you were excited to feature these, these ingredients. Yeah. And the plant mm -hmm. compounds in those, they're actually, uh, yeah. help you with your digestion. So it's doing, it's doing a lot of good. <laughs> And one of my favorite words now, since I can say it, is aracacha. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. The white carrot. <laughs> the white carrot. Yeah. It's so good. It's also has that little bit of sweetness. And that's what's fun about our cereals is that very low sugar, only three grams per serving. But you're getting that really natural sweetness from the yacon root, as well as the aracacha for the Andes superflakes. And, um, and aracacha, as you said, is, is fun to say, and I think people will, you know, want to, want to learn more, yeah. but, um, but it's really, it, once again, it's been used for thousands of years as part of a, of a healthy diet, um, uh, for the Peruvian, you know, ancestral, um, and, and by the way, the reason why some of these names sound so funny is that they're, uh, from the, uh, language that the. Incas spoke and still Peruvians, indigenous Peruvians speak today. It's called Quechua and, uh, and that's the language. And it's actually uh, Peru, the official language is Spanish, but the unofficial second language, so to speak, is Quechua. And, um, and so that's, that's why you, you get some of these more kind of funnier names, mm -hmm. but they're still kind of cool to yeah. learn them. <laughs> Interesting, didn't I know that? I'm writing notes to myself. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I like these random trivia things that you can just randomly bring up. Say, hey, this is like the second language of Peru. And you're like, oh, how'd you know that? <laughs> <laughs> so I can pretend to be smarter than I am. So it's a great thing. So you mentioned the Yakun root also. Yes. You just mentioned that. Yeah. So our um, all of our, both of our cereals and our three fruit spreads, they all have Yakun root in them. And this is going to be something that we're really trying to get the education piece out there about. Yakon is awesome. It's blowing um, up, blowing up all over the world right now. Yes. Europe, Asia, this it's selling yeah. like hot potatoes. <laughs> well, and because it's one of those things that obviously it's low in glycemic value, which a lot of people are looking for. Um, but it has um, those natural sweetener, you know, attributes, but it's really great because it's known for its prebiotic qualities. And so once again, it's really awesome for your digestion. So you're getting those antioxidants at the same time as those um, prebiotics and it helps really, you know, kind of the antioxidants are obviously mm -hmm. helping you defend against all the bad stuff. Um, and then the yacon root, we all know how important gut health is and the balance of the microbiome. And, um, and I, I say, we all know, I think that's started starting to be more of the educational piece, especially with what has gone on this past year um, with your defense system, mm -hmm. you know, and how your gut really does matter long-term, what you're putting in your body is, is putting into that savings account so that later on in life, you're not dealing with major issues, you know, lifestyle and diseases. It seems to be a commonality so far that all of these ingredients nearly have an effect on like your gut health and your microbiome. And that makes sense because they all come in from Peru and Peru is very diverse in their microbiome. Yes. Yes. 
So like that. I, oh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I love well, that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really beautiful how that mm-hmm. all comes together. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is uh, amaranth. Amaranth. Uh, amaranth. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Too. So in Peru, a lot of people will call it kiwicha. That's the uh, indigenous name. Yeah, yeah. kiwicha, which I think is a lot of fun. But I think we decided to go ahead and you know put amaranth on there because actually amaranth has been used um, in. I feel like there's a lot yeah. of people are kind of understanding it, um, especially with the it's a gluten free. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and also you're getting a lot of the great health benefits, um, similar to like the quinoa, mm-hmm. um, but the kiwicha has a nice little pop, you know? Um, and so, and you can, it's very diverse. You can pretty much add it to anything and it's not going to change the flavor necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it adds a little bit of texture, um, like the, in the cereal, the little, little squares that you try, it has the, the amaranth or the kiwicha and. We love kiwicha. I, whenever I'm in Peru, I always have a lot of things with kiwicha and I think it's delicious. And, you know, you're getting a lot of the health benefits as well. And so the next one is uh, Sacha. Sacha Inchi. Sacha Inchi. I forgot the second part. Yeah. So that's a nut. Now we have that on our website as one of the ingredients. It is not in any of the cereals or the the three spreads, but it's in some of the things that we're currently we're working, working on. on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And she is fun because it's um, obviously it's a plant-based um, protein it's mm-hmm. packed with po- protein um, it has dietary fiber. It's, you know, it's, I don't want to, put it in the same sentence as a peanut because a lot of people have like peanut allergies mm-hmm. or, um, but it's, it's really, um, like I've had it in spreads, uh, but the Sacha Inchi is definitely an ingredient that we're excited to, to introduce to people a little bit more too, through some of our products. Yeah. Especially for those folks that are looking for, uh, more of a protein, natural protein content. Mm-hmm. Um, this is that that's where you can lean on, on an ingredient like Sacha Inchi to give you that. So that's what, what we got on the works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the last two people are probably really familiar with it. And we talked about it. We talked about quinoa and then cacao. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I think, I, I think I fit on, that's all the ingredients, right? Yeah. I just want to awesome. say right. one thing on the cacao though. Okay. Let to leave that one behind. Uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about cacao is there's another a uh, little known fact is that the cacao, which, you know, cocoa, chocolate, we'll know that comes from cacao, that it's, first of all, it's a fruit. And that's something that some people don't know, right? That, that cacao is actually a fruit and it's a, it's a pot like fruit. It kind of looks like a papaya, if you can envision that. And it actually grows off the trunk of a tree. So if you can imagine a, a tree trunk mm-hmm. and these pots are coming off the trunk of the tree, Okay. And, um, and, and cacao, the reason why I want to bring it up is that, uh, the birthplace of cacao, even though we, you know, we, we find cacao in Africa, we find cacao in the South Pacific and in Central America, it actually is the Amazon jungle as well. So scientists have all already agreed and done a bunch of studies that it originated in the Peruvian Amazon, uh, which is why a lot of the greatest cacao in the world comes from yes. from Peru and uh, you know some of the chocolates that you might have had before especially these fine European chocolates they use cacao from Peru mm-hmm. hmm. didn't know that and I guess like the cacao powder as well do is some of that from Peru as well I would assume oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. okay and so as we start to wind this down let's talk how do you oh I thought that was my phone at first no I was like I was like <laughs> <laughs> you know speaking of that you know over the last year this is just a random thing here doing these interviews on zoom like there's been so many like just interesting things happening like there's usually a dog beside me that just loves to bark no matter oh, what no. i'm doing or like cats or animals it, coming into it's been it's been like cats it's been dogs it's been children and i think yes. it's, i think it's very interesting yeah. yeah. Well, here in Houston, we could have had a power outage because we've had a few. Yes, of those we had a lot of rain this week and some bad storms last night. Yeah. So we we're we were really hoping we had internet. <laughs> so being an entrepreneur, as we all know, can be stressful and it's time consuming. So how do you all keep yourselves healthy and sane throughout the process? What's kind of like your health regimens like? 
That's a good question. I am very much the type of person I do most of the cooking in the house and the grocery shopping. So I am in charge of trying to create a really nice environment of eating healthy foods, making sure we have, you know, healthy options in the pantry and in our fridge so that the kids, you know, are excited to, to eat good foods. Um, so I think, you know, that, and obviously with our products, we're very keen. I'm, I would only want to sell things that I would feel really good giving to my family. Um, so, you know, I think nutrition is, is a very high point of it, but I definitely, for me personally, I always have to move my body. So I, if there's times where I'm sitting at the computer for too long, I've got to go, whether it's doing my gyrotonic, my yoga, um, you know, getting on the elliptical and just getting some energy out. That's how I, I kind of, you know, think a little bit more Mm -hmm. clear, clearly. Um, and, uh, and I would say sleep. I mean, sleep is one of the things that, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's almost like, oh, you have to, you know, work the midnight, you have to, you know, not sleep and sleep four hours. Well, I think that's wrong. (laughs) Like you're not going to have clarity or, or have the health that you want in order to, if you're not sleeping. And so I think sleep is a big part because there has been times in my life, whether it's with newborns or where I've been dealing with something and that sleep, if I don't have my sleep, I am not, I'm not at the top of my game. Um, and you know, I think we, as you know, as I talked about in our, with our marriage and working, you know, together as business partners, we really enjoy spending time together talking And so I think for us, you know, it's been, it's, it's like a sharing on, on many different levels and getting a chance to, um, grow together as a couple and as business partners. Um, but yeah, maybe not taking things so seriously and, and being okay with, um, I think what has caused me some of the most stress is, is just really learning how to fail like fabulously, like just do it wrong because you just got to do it. And then you'll learn as you go. Um, so, and, and, and actually, I would say because it's not just the entrepreneurial side of things, but just the fact that we're doing all this at home because of COVID, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we started this experience right before COVID hit us, and so we found that we we have to get out of the house, you know? And so <laughs> <laughs> we do that, you know, uh, when when we have an opportunity, maybe we have some you know, sort of like our in-laws visiting or whatever, and we'll just have them, you know, keep the kids. And then uh, Lisa and I will just run away for, for an evening somewhere, you know, and just, just literally just, you know, I will talk business a little bit, (laughs) but maybe with a glass of wine or something and just Mm -hmm. try to uh, kind of charge our batteries. Um, And and we do the same with, with our children. I mean, that family uh, time is very important for us. Um, We feel like, we, we uh, bring that energy also into our products, which is why we chose the products we, we chose. And, and for breakfast, because, you know, we know that's an important family time too for many people. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just taking a break, you know, mm-hmm. whether, of course, the sleep, I agree with you, yes. but also just some taking some, some, some breaks, healthy breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is um, when it comes to, you know, I notice this just with clients that I, and I tell them, I notice this just throughout the years now that, one of the most important things is to get everyone on the same page. So I always ask who's, who's in the house with you and do they know the goal that you're going after and will they be in support and will there be any like friction between that? And what I mean by that is you got one person that's trying to eat healthy and then the kids are used to this type of diet and then the other partner is eating another different thing. And that just causes so much friction. So what do you think are maybe let's say one to three pieces of advice that you would recommend for families who are trying to get healthy as a whole and improve the whole health as a unit? Well, that's a really good question uh, because we've had experiences where we, I mean, our youngest son dealt with eczema for a little bit and we all kind of went on the bandwagon of, okay, he's going to, you know, take out gluten and take out dairy. Let's see what we can do to learn about, um, you know, some of these items. Um, We talk about gut health a lot. Um, I learned quite a bit through experience. I obviously learned a lot through my studies uh, through Institution for Integrative Nutrition, but I, uh, throughout those, you know, understandings of, 
of what is important. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's very hard for, especially a child to see other people eating stuff and being told that they can't. So I think, you know, supporting each other, um, yeah, I'm trying to think where I'm going with this. Well, I think, I think, <laughs> no, but, I, but I, I think what, what, what the way we've handled this, um, is you gotta have a compromise, right? So, but how do you start with that compromise? You take baby steps. So for instance, uh, Lisa, she took a, you know, just because of how uh, she wanted to eat a certain way and decided to go pretty much vegetarian. Yeah. And it's been a while now. More plant-based. <laughs> or plant-based, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, I, 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 re- I respect that. I, I enjoy a lot of vegetarian uh, plant-based dishes. But, uh, you know, I also enjoy eating protein and, and animal protein. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I grew up eating animal protein. I enjoy it. Um, so what we did is we go and say, hey, let's pick one day of the week where we go meatless. So we have like our meatless meatless Mondays. And, you know, and, and it helps with a spouse that's really good in the kitchen. Uh, but, you know, I've found now, uh, you know, new love for plant-based uh, foods. I mean, it's, it's really fantastic. And, uh, you know, and the more I explore that, uh, you know, I find myself saying, you know, maybe I don't have to eat, you know, protein, mm-hmm. animal protein once a week. I can maybe go a month without it, you know? And, and so it, I think it's just, you got to take the baby steps. And, yes. Um, it's getting into habits, exactly. you know, little, little habits here and there. And I think as a support system, especially when you have two young children, um, obviously they'll eat what we put on the table. And if they don't, then, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're learning as they go too. Um, but, uh, but, you know, to make sure that, you know, you're, obviously making available really good choices. Um, and then also, you know, in terms of supporting each other, I'm trying to think of, um, I mean, I I think like you said, there, there's a compromise and I feel like there's, there's this misnomer with relationships that you always have to meet halfway, right? Well, it doesn't really have that happen that way. It's like someone has to come meet you 80% while the other part goes at 20, you know, or, and then, it'll be the reverse, you know? So, and I feel like with, even yeah. with nutrition, food, all of that has to, it's an educational piece little by little. Yeah. And, and I would also say, for instance, you know, even though this is absolutely a full-time job, what we are doing, um, you know, we came to this point from previous points in our lives. And, you know, when I think about you, Lisa, you know, you uh, were doing uh, your uh, your teachings and your, 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 your coaching, uh, on, uh, you know, your students. And that's still something that is very important to you. So even though you have a full-time job as a co-founder, uh, chief marketing officer, chief sales officer for (laughs) Llama Land, you know, it's still important for you to fill your cup to continue to teach your ballet students and your gyrotonic students. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, you, we, we understand that that's a compromise and yeah. that's something that's important to you. So, you know, we, we have, we, we bring to the table, not just who we are with Llama Land, but we have other parts of our, of who we are as a people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the part that, that we, we got to be respectful of. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a great way to end this conversation. Where can listeners find out more about Llama Land? So our website is a wealth of information, llamalandorganics.com. And then we also have um, really great Facebook and Instagram, if that's your jam, uh, Llama Land Organics. And, and I mean, as far as product in stores, yes. um, we are in uh, the fresh market, uh, all 160 stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, I don't know how many places states they're in, but they're, you know, pretty much all yeah. like East Coast, South, um, South Midwest. Midwest. We have a big presence here in Houston, obviously, because this is where we yeah. started. And um, you can find our products in quite a few stores yeah. here. But we also um, were working to get, you know, national and even international distribution within the next six months. Yes. We're working with uh, with Kehi, um, and they've put us onto their Elevate program, which is a program where they uh, handpick a few um, brands that they really feel have a lot of potential and they want to help them, you know, get onto the shelves so that people can enjoy them. So we're really excited about that opportunity. Um, and, you know, more than anything, I think the more people get a chance to try our product, um, they're just going to be blown away with the taste. And, uh, and so the product really speaks for itself and yeah. Yeah, So 
Very much so. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys just blow up with it because it, it is a it is a really great product. So um, thank you, I, I have enjoyed it. Well, we wish you all the best too yes. in all of your endeavors. We love what you're doing in your space. I am so proud of people and get so so much inspiration from people that are really living their purpose and their passion with with the idea that they're helping make this world a better place. Thank you. And listeners out there, stay awesome, be limitless, and of course, go be superhuman. Peace. Mm-hmm.